Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, once again, 24th Podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet! Back once again from a very, very long weekend. Semi-long, not very long. Two days. I usually don't do two days. I usually do a one-day weekend. Today, long show, potentially, maybe not. I'm not really sure. Gonna be talking about the draft going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers, going to be talking about a whole bunch of different subjects, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God, how was your weekend? Mine was spent watching the draft. As I move my chair back. Mine was just spent watching the draft, watching about seven hours of the last four rounds, four, five, six, and seven on Saturday. About seven hours. Just fast forwarding through it. Hold on, let me get my journal. And all of my, I don't know why I say, I don't know why I'm enunciating like that. But essentially it was just spent taking all day long or all day Saturday just looking at the drafts. And as the draft weekend kind of, and I'll sum- summarize the draft weekend, and we'll get into all of the teams and we'll get into all of the grades because I know teams are people are doing grades. I don't like doing grades. I like doing tiers. I don't like doing grades. I just like putting people into tiers and teams into tiers and then moving on with my day. It's, it's way too complex. It's way too convoluted. And at the end of the day, you waste a lot of time with rankings. We'll get into, into the tiers. Good, great, okay, bad, and terrible. Those are the five tiers. We'll get into those tiers and what they mean, where certain teams fall in. To play when it comes to those, when it comes to those teams, when it comes to those drafts, we'll get into it in a little bit. But I kind of want to summarize. I don't know what is going on here. Hold on. Let me just do this. That way, my computer isn't bugging. Hold on. My computer was bugging for like two seconds. It's been bugging like for the last couple of you know. Since I started, since, since I started, fine. I don't want. I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. Sorry. Let me. Let me kind of circle back. Right. When it comes to this weekend, and even on Friday, or not on Friday, on Friday and on Thursday, we had a great draft. Right. We had a great draft. Not just I had a great draft coverage, but a lot of teams had a great draft. And this is kind of a weird thing to say because usually it's the antithesis. Usually. Like, I'm coming on to say, yeah, uh, these groups of teams didn't have great drafts, and these groups of teams really screwed the pooch and really didn't do a good job at drafting. But instead, I come here today to kind of tell you the opposite. A lot of teams had a great draft. A lot of teams significantly improved themselves. And a lot of teams, you know what? A lot of teams that I expected to really screw it up didn't. And I like that. Because it's like it means that teams are improving. And I also got to learn a lot about the teams that were drafting and the philosophies that they had versus like, you know, because sometimes certain things are just lip service, right? Sometimes certain people just say things and they don't really do things. And then it's like I got a, I got a pretty good indication of what certain teams will do versus what certain teams will say that they will do. Once again... We're going to be going over all of this later on in the podcast. I want to open with Aaron Rodgers here. Can I open with Aaron Rodgers for a couple minutes? 
I'll do it anyways. It's my podcast. So Aaron Rodgers, Thursday, opening night of the draft. I was shocked, but not really that surprised that Aaron Rodgers essentially wants to um, to be traded from Green Bay or he wants Gutekunst to be out of Green Bay. That's not going to happen. I don't know of a football player that has ever been able to actually force out a GM. I know a lot of basketball players that are that can do that. But usually, like, never so openly, where it's he's just like, yeah, like, I want Aaron Rodgers, or not Aaron Rodgers, but Gutekunst, out of the um, of the draft. Or not of the draft, but of the Green Bay Packers. And then I'll stay with the Green Bay Packers. I've never heard that before in my entire life. But he's pretty adamant. He wants him out. So in the case of Aaron Rodgers versus Brian Gutekunst and the Green Bay Packers organization, uh, I'm going to have a controversial opinion. I mean, I've had controversial opinions about Aaron Rodgers for like the last year when I said like, I think he's, I think he's washed. I think he's done. I think Aaron Rodgers isn't at the peak of his career. And then he goes on to win the MVP and have one of the best seasons of his entire career. I'm controversial and wrong, right? Didn't say I was right. I just said I'm controversial. Just said I have controversial opinions about Aaron Rodgers. And I got another one here and I'm, you know, I may be wrong about it. But I think that this relationship is like, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's done. In the case of the Green Bay Packers, I don't know why they didn't try and trade him this weekend or last weekend. It's like, why not trade him when he has trade value? You know? Now teams are like, we got to figure out our, our quarterbacks. We got to figure out our guys. We don't want to trade for Aaron Rodgers. We, want, we got a full season in front of us. I'm going to say my controversial opinion. I think Green Bay should have traded him. <gasps> Shocking. I know. But here's the thing. They bet that Aaron Rodgers, just like I did, was going to have another bad season, right? So because of that, they should have already had had Jordan Love prepped. But the reality is, is that they were surprised, as I was, at how good Aaron Rodgers was. I'll be honest, I was surprised. Got a lot more respect for Aaron Rodgers because of it, because he had had a couple of years where he was down, and then he came back, and then he he was pretty awesome. He was pretty spectacular. He goes in, wins the MVP. I thought Patrick Mahomes should have won it, but, you know, it is what it is. But Aaron had had a, a really, really awesome season last season. No, you know, I'm not going to take away from his accomplishments. So now as Green Bay, you drafted a quarterback in Jordan Love to essentially be the launching off point of Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. They wanted to probably sit him for two, three, maybe four years. And then start him once Aaron Rodgers was on the back end of his career. Well, guess what? That clock has essentially accelerated, right? Don't act like 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 the thing that like irks me about Brian Gutekunst is that he pre- he's pretending like this wasn't the plan all along. And if Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great year last year, they would probably be there would probably be rumors about Jordan Love potentially being the new quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, like let's stop pretending. Like, 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 I cringe every single time Brian Gutekunst says, Aaron Rodgers is our guy. We want him to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers for years upon years forward. It's like, no, you don't. Why would you draft Jordan Love last year? Oh, he was the best player on our, on our draft board, 24. 
It's like, do you want to know who else was the best player on their draft board more likely than not? It was, it was, it was the, uh, the, the Bengals. More likely than not with Justin Fields. Or Mac Jones. I like Mac Jones a lot. And hell, even Panea Sewell. But do you want to know what they took? They took the guy that they thought, thought fit best with them. Time will tell if Jamar Chase is a better player for the Cincinnati Bengals than, for example, Panea Sewell. We'll kind of see what happens later on. But essentially, it was to help out their quarterback. They're not going to draft a quarterback because it's like, what does Justin Fields do to help out Joe Burrow? Nothing. Unless he's going to block for him or catch passes. Last time I checked, Justin Fields doesn't weigh like 300 pounds and he's not a wide receiver. It's weird to me. It's like, you know, guys, like stop pretending like you were doing this for the good of the, the good of the team. You want to know what just came out? And Brian Gutenkoots is just such a suck up. I mean, he's he wants to be the good guy. He doesn't want to be the bad guy. And he is. Duh. But it's like, you know, Brian Gutenkoots is out there, you know, tweeting out some stuff. Not tweeting out, but linking a whole bunch of crap, right? Like how apparently the Packers last year had tried to trade up for Justin Her- Justin Jefferson. They were trying to trade up 24. They should have gotten Justin Jefferson. It's like, I don't care. They didn't get Justin Jefferson. They tried apparently to trade up for Brandon Ayuk. They could have, here's the real kicker, traded up and gotten Chase Claypool. Like, I don't care. You didn't, you failed miserably, and then it's like, and, and, and it's like, I don't even believe that. I don't believe that that's a real thing, because if you were trying to get a wide receiver, you would have taken a wide receiver in Michael Pittman Jr. to begin with, who, in my opinion, had a first-round grade on him. What was your grade, Brian Goon Goons? Because right now, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, I mean, it's, it's just lip service. It's just to say, well, we, we tried, we tried, we tried. They also stole Amari Rodgers, by the way, as well. But essentially, they're just like, we tried, 24, we tried, we tried to get Aaron some help. It wasn't our fault. It was the uh, the Minnesota Vikings and the San Francisco 49ers. It wasn't our fault. Apparently, Kyle Shanahan, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, got on the phone call with Matt LaFleur, asked him, hey, Matty, Matt, Matt LaFleur is airing up for a trade. Can we, can we potentially get in this, you know, this, this deal with Aaron Rodgers? Matt LaFleur said, we're not trading them. We're not trading them. And it's like, why? Why not? Why aren't you trying to trade them? You could have gotten the third overall pick and gotten Kyle Pitts. Plus more. Plus like three or four more first-round draft picks. Like, for Aaron Rodgers? Hello? And then you would have had a, a you know, your, your launching point in Jimmy Garoppolo... But it's like you would have gotten three or four. I mean, hell, you could have loaded up this year if you like this year's draft. You could have loaded up next year if you like next year's draft. I mean, like, I don't get it. It's one of the weirdest. It's it's just like, hey, like, like, are, are we playing? Like, like, what's what's the scheme here? And again, this was the scheme all along, ladies and gentlemen. The plan was the plan was to drink until the pain's over. No, not a Kanye West song. The plan was. To get rid of Aaron at the end of his career. Well, guess what? It's the end of his career. You can still get rid of him. I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers is 
on the decline like I was saying last year. I'm just saying it's like the plan has accelerated a year faster or two or three years faster. Now you got to trade him because he's pissed off with you because he's like, hey, guys, listen, uh, you guys aren't helping me out. I want I want to leave. Right. You could have gone to Denver and you could have gotten, you know, an awesome uh, an awesome football player. You have your quarterback. You could have taken you could have taken a, a Devontae Smith and then paired him with 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 uh, Devontae Adams. Hello. Could have taken the Broncos nine and plenty more picks and said, hey, we also want Von Miller or Bradley Chubb or somebody else or whoever else you could have taken. You could have ran away in the dark of the night with a bunch of picks and players if you wanted. Same thing goes with the 49ers. You could have taken maybe Fred Warner. You could have taken maybe, I I think Nick Bosa was off limits. But I mean, you could have probably traded for Nick Bosa and also could have potentially have gotten multiple picks after that and the third. I mean, like, I don't get it, man. This is just me. This is just me spitballing here, but I don't really get the whole Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback when they drafted a quarterback last year. And again, some people are screaming at me, "24, you don't know anything about football. What are you doing saying that Aaron Rodgers should be traded by the Green Bay Packers?" I'm just expressing what they wanted to express this year if Aaron Rodgers didn't have an MVP year. They drafted a quarterback in the first round. Hell, they traded up to get him. I'm expressing them. I'm not expressing what I would have done. I probably wouldn't have drafted a quarterback, but I understood why. I would have tried to give Aaron a couple more years, just like how Pittsburgh's given Ben Roethlisberger a couple more years. Maybe he wouldn't have had the MVP year because he had a light fired up under his ass this year. In fact, he had two fires. Two lights. But it's like, you know, it just looks bad to trade up when Aaron Rodgers is still playing the sport of football. You know? It's like Aaron Rodgers is just like, damn, they're doing it big down there in Tampa. They're listening to Tom. They do whatever he says. Meanwhile, I can't get my GM to fucking get me a wide receiver in the first overall, in the, in the, in the first round. They drafted a cornerback this year. Love Eric Stokes. They got Eric Stokes. Congratulations. But hell, man. Everybody's talking about, well, Aaron Rodgers needs a lot of help. I mean, hell, Aaron Rodgers had three interceptions in the NFC Championship game. How much help does he need, bro? I'm just saying, you know. I'm representing both sides of the aisle here. As much as people want to fling crap to Goot Coots and the head coach, Matt LaFleur, and they deserve a lot of crap flung their way because they really screwed the pooch on this it's like i mean they've given him a lot of help i don't know what else to say i'll be the bad guy i'll be billy eilish i'll be the bad guy shout out to her but it's like at the same token i'm also you know i mean i like i, I like be decisive man i don't understand why the packers aren't being decisive they're fucking morons right now. That's what they're they are. Instead of getting the player, instead of getting somebody to help Aaron in his final couple of years in Green Bay, they got the guy to replace him. And when it's time to replace him with the guy that you got to replace him, they're like Aaron's still our quarterback. It's like it's wishy washy. It's weird. 
It's weird. But as a Cowboy fan, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm loving the dysfunction. Either way, if they trade him, uh, I'm love I love it because it means that their best player is gone. And if they don't trade him and he's still there by the season begins, ooh, ooh-wee. And that is delicious. That is fantastic for me. I love how, like, we're going to – we go from, like, talking about Dak's contract to, like, now we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God, is this offseason full of stories and narrative and headlines. As I drink the rest of my water. So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, yuck. Maybe not yuck, but Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers. I mean, I, I they don't know what they're doing. Let's just be honest. They, they have no idea what they're doing. <clears throat> Anyways, let's talk about drafts, and we'll probably be here for maybe an hour to an hour and a half. I got 32 teams to cover. We'll see if we can cover all 32 football teams. We'll see. I want to start off with the Dallas Cowboys. Let me pull it up here on my computer here. I was about to do the voice thing, but then I was like, that's kind of annoying. Here we go. Let me pull it up on Google. Draft, like, you know what I, you know what sucks? Oh, hold on. I got to rant about this for a couple of minutes. It's like I'm on the NFL Network's website, and it, it runs like a mat, like, like a fucking potato. Let me complain about this for a couple of minutes. So, um, l- let me give you a non-reading recommendation. Let me give you a, a, a book that you should just steer, steer clear of, like the Black Plague. Just don't ever go anywhere close to this book. Don't ever read Snow Crash. I'm reading it. I hate it. I'm like 400, I'm 500 pages in. I could not be more miserable. I could literally, there is so much unnecessary, ex, like I literally could have been done and gone with this book. But uh, the author was just like, yeah, we're just going to insert in a bunch of, like I read like 20 to 30 pages today of just boring exposition that I thought I was never going to get ever again. And it's like the author really wanted me to make sure that this like ridiculous point or ridiculous like narrative was like, that I understood it. And I was just like, dude, I don't, I, I understand it. I just don't like it. I think it's a terrible idea. I think you shouldn't have put it in the book. I think, I I think it kills the fucking book. There should be more stuff about the metaverse in it. And like Juanita, like Juanita, Juanita is like the love interest for the, uh, the main protagonist. She's in the book for like a five, for like five seconds. I thought she was going to be a prolonged or not a prolonged, but like a constant character. And she just is not at all. It sucks. Don't buy Snow Crash. Don't read it. It sucks. Like 500 pages and I'm like almost 200 pages could have just been scrapped and cut from the book and it would have made the book exponentially better and I would have literally have read the book almost twice over by now. Like 500 pages in and I'm bored out of my mind and I got like 60 pages left. I'm not excited at all to read that the next 60 pages. Depending on how late this podcast goes, I may read another 10 to 20, potentially even 30 pages. But I am not excited at all, at all, to read like 60 pages of just yuck. Don't read Snowcrafts. Also, don't buy the new Tupac albums, right? Tupac, there is a re, uh, there, not a re, but there is like, yeah, there is this like, not re, but there is this like another, like, what's the word? There's another release of like, Tupac music. Some of it was like old music. What, what's his mom? Who who like released it? Did his mom release it? Shout out to her if she did. 
didn't she like pass like 10 to 10 years ago or something like that? 10, 20 years ago? Yeah, she died like five years ago. And it's like, I don't know if this is the music that she actually wanted to be like, you know, that she actually wanted to like be produced or whatever. I don't know. But it's like, it was bad, man. Like there was, there was like, I, as I stopped it, I had to stop. I love Tupac Amari Shakur. I love Tupac Amari. I love Tupac. But I literally had to stop playing Tupac once like he had like this guitar riff and he was rapping over it. And I was just like, I'm not fucking with this at all, at all. And then it's like the, the, the hair raising the obnoxious thing is that like, let me get the art, the albums right now. Give me like two seconds. Give me like two seconds. I got, I've been waiting two days to talk shit about these albums. First and foremost, there's one album that has a bunch of unreleased music on it, right? Super excited. And then it was like, this is terrible. This is like terrible, unreleased music. I never, ever, ever wanted to hear this music again, right? At all. Excuse me. Not again. And then as we get to like all of the awesome, not awesome, but like all of the music that was released by Tupac, right? This is all of the music that you can get anywhere else. Anywhere, excuse me. Like, it's two of America's most wanted, which everybody knows. It's California Love, So Many Tears, I Ain't Mad At Ya, How Do You Want It, Trapped, All Right, Fine, We're Good. I, I would prefer the spacing of some of the songs a little bit better, but, you know, fine, sure. Changes. What? Hell Mary, which is great. I love Hell Mary. Unconditional Love, which is okay. Dear Mama, but it's a remix. It's not the original Dear Mama. It's a remix. And I'm just like, I don't like this. I don't like the remix. Like the whole point of it, 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 it like the guy who's singing is Anthony Hamilton. He takes center stage more than Tupac. And I'm like, I don't like that at all. I don't like how Anthony Hamilton starts going off and riffing and singing and singing really, really awesome. It's like, like, let Tupac have his moment. It's not about you. It's about Tupac Amari Shakur. Okay. And then it's like, resist the temptation. I don't like, I think it's a good song. I don't remember it. The point is I've listened to these tracks hundreds of times. And it's like, the thing that sucks is that like, none of the, I, I remember like, none of the music on all eyes on me is on these albums. And it's like, it's one of his best albums ever. And it has so many awesome tracks. I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. You don't want to fuck with me. But I'm on it. Got the police station busting at me. But I'm on it. Because they can't do nothing to a G. It's ambitions as a rock. My ambitions as a rider. Right? All eyes on me. Live a life of a thug. Until the day I lie. Do it. Uh, all eyes on me. Nobody puts these songs. And these are like some of his best songs ever they never ever 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 put these songs on the on these records on these re-releases and i'm like bro you gotta fucking put some of these songs on some of the, some of these re-releases my guy these are some of his best songs 
I'm just, I'm like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, and but like, I, 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 I just gotta do it. I gotta do it. I'm looking up. Like, literally, you just take all eyes on me. The entire album. You just take it. You just take the album, and then you're like, all eyes on me. You just take the album, and then you're like, cool. Like how, like. I think it's the movie. It's the, it's the record. It's like, ambitions as a writer, all about you. Holy shit! They didn't even put all about you on the song. The, they didn't even put all about you on the album. Bun, dun, 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 dun. It's all about you one time. Bun, 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 dun, dun, dun. Like, again, all eyes on me. Stupidly underrated album. I just wish they re-release it. That album, that and and all about and, and all eyes on me has like twenty seven songs, and it's like holy, like just release that, just like re-release that a couple of times. It's like it has two of America's most wanted. It has how do you want it? It has hearts of men, California love, like all of his hits, all of his best hits. This is like his best hits hits album, right? It's like has. I mean, they have Wonder Why They Call You Bitch, which, of course, they didn't put that song on any of his albums, which is an awesome song, by the way. I Ain't Mad At You, of course. Can't See Me. Come on. Holla at me. They didn't even put it on. They didn't put holla at me. What? Got to be ready, because when the evil acted something, something, because when you see me, person, I don't like to say the N-word, you better holla at me. Can you feel me? I don't think you can, because I'm not Tupac. But it's like... They got, they, they didn't even put hollow at me. Thug passing. When we ride. When we ride. When we ride. They didn't put it on the album. In either one of the albums. I would literally rather have a deluxe edition of, a, uh, of All Eyes on Me. Of All Eyes on Me. They didn't even put All Eyes on Me on the album. Didn't put all eyes on me. Live a life of a thug till the day I die. Didn't put all eyes on me on it, did they? No, they didn't. Didn't put it. Didn't put it. Didn't put it on. There's so many awesome tracks and ambitions as a writer. It has so many dip, not ambitions as a writer. All eyes on me. I keep getting the, the, the title track of the album with ambitions as a writer. Confused. But there's, I mean, there's just so many awesome, 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 awesome tracks on All Eyes On Me. And they didn't put half of the damn tracks on that damn, that blasphemous Tupac album. They didn't put it on either one. Oh my God. And it's like Tupac's one of my favorite rappers. He's one of my favorite artists ever. And then it's like, I got to and then it's like, I gotta, I, 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 I spent a lot of money on it first and foremost. That's why I'm pissed off. And then it's like, I got it. And then, and then it's just like, I got, I got a, I got a travesty. That's what I got. A fucking travesty. That's what I got. That pisses me off. I got a travesty. And, I, and it's just like, I wanted to get my money back. But Target says, you can't get your money back 24. Cause you opened the vinyl. And I'm like, I don't like hell. If you told, like, I, if you told me it was this bad, I wouldn't have bought it. God, I was so excited too. I was like so excited, but like once they started to play, like a guitar with riff 
excuse me, once they started to play a guitar riff with Tupac, I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I can't take this shit. I was already pissed off. Now you started it off. They started it off. I'm finishing it. I turned it off. I literally pressed stop on my record player. I took it out. I banished it to the back of my box full of records. And I said never to be played again. And that's where they will stay as soon as I get off this podcast. Because I threw them on my bed. Because I can't put them back. It'll take forever. Just a public service announcement. Don't read Snow Crash. And don't buy the new Tupac albums. The gold and the silver ones. They're they're releases of his music. Don't buy either one of those either one of those albums they're 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 god-awful his music overall is not god-awful big fan big fan but holy shit holy shit is his holy shit oh my god i mean is is i mean what are they called what are they what are these albums called again target got the exclusive release I should have punted these. What are they? Tupac Life, the best of Tupac, Tupac Life Part 2. Don't buy either one. There shouldn't be a part one. Don't buy either one, let alone a Tupac Part 2. There's two parts. I had to buy both of them individually instead of packaging them together. They're terrible. Both of them are. Don't buy either one of them. Got to be ready because when you see the end, what is it? Oh my God, Holla At Me is such an underrated song and nobody, nobody knows what it is because everybody knows the hits because everybody listens to the hits and nobody knows got to be ready because when the evil at the, because when the, something something about the evil because when you see me person, you better holler at me. God, man, it's such an underrated song. Ah. <sighs> Hold on. Hold on. I just got an ad. A 30 second ad. Oh my god. It, 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 fucking, it fucking pops off. It pops off. This is holler at me, ladies and gentlemen. By the great, by the indomitable. Hold on. Great and indomitable Tupac Amari Shakur. Holler at me. Niggas out there jealous cause we be failing with death row They try to play a hate, but they can't fade us though We be moving through the neighborhood, yeah With that funk sound, we be throwing down This goes out to you, player I mean, it just starts off so, so perfectly, so poignantly, so fantastically. I'm like, how, like, how does this not get on that list? You better hollow at me. They didn't even have hit him up. That's another story for another time. Yes, yes, the best of Tupac did not have hit him up. 
please turn it up. Whoever, hold on. Whoever, whoever, whoever didn't put hit him up and holler at me, let me put it to you like this. You better holler at me or else I'm going to hit him up figuratively. Not literally. Not what Tupac was saying. Not, not awesome song. Like, it's weird, it's weird because none of the music on that song, on that album, here it is, here's, here's the chorus. on those two records. The reason why I'm so disgusted with those two records is that it doesn't sound like fucking Tupac. It doesn't sound like Tupac. And that's why I'm I'm so upset that they didn't make the music sound like Tupac's music. That's why I'm so annoyed. Because it's like I gotta, like I'm listening to the music and I'm like, this isn't Tupac. I don't know who, I don't know who wrote this crap. I don't know who decided this crap. This ain't, this ain't Tupac. This ain't Tupac. I don't know who, who decided to remix some of his music, classic music. If you ever remix Tupac, you better make sure that it's good, that it's great, that it's great. But when you remix it and it doesn't sound good, like Anthony Hamilton on Dear Mama, and he takes the show, and Tupac can't even freaking adjust it because he's fast, he's deceased. Mwah. May you rest in peace. That's a biggie lyric. Shouldn't have said it. But it's like, you know, when, when I got Tupac, and it's like Tupac doesn't sound like Tupac, he sounds like no Pac, because they're playing a guitar riff on a Tupac song, I got fucking problems. They're playing guitar riffs on a Tupac song, I'm like, that's not a Tupac song, you must be crazy, you know what, you better, you better holler at me. You don't want to holler at me. Got to be ready because you can't let the evil of the enemy trap me or something, of the money trap me. So when you see me, person, you better holler at me. Alright, I'm done. That's my like 14 minute rant about music. I'm telling you, man, like can I find one of those records? Can I find can I find one of those songs? Can I find it? You know what? I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't care. I'm not about to. Not about to <clears throat> find it again. I'm not gonna find it. I got better. I got. I got bigger. I'm 24. I got bigger fish to fry than the terrible Tupac. Re-release, according to them, it was the best of Tupac, Amari Shakur. I'm calling BS on that right now. 
I'm calling BS on that right now. Don't tell me. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. All right. So, let's have a quick transition back to football. So, again, we were going to lead off this podcast talking about the drafts that the 30 collective teams had. And we'll go good. Well, like there's there's five tiers of teams that I have uh, this year. Uh, great, good, okay, bad, and terrible. I'm going to cover the Dallas Cowboys because, I mean, hello, they're the Dallas Cowboys. Come on. They're my football team. And most importantly than that, they're one of the better drafts and one of the more complicated drafts uh, this year. Let's begin. <clears throat> Let me also take a swig of water because yelling about how pissed off I am about Tupac not having his day. Best of Tupac. I ought to snap those vinyls in half. That's It's like literally every single time I think about it, it's like it's the only record in my collection that I literally want to snap in half because of how bad it is. Literally has nothing to do with <clears throat> Tupac, has everything to do with whoever selected his music. <coughs> Sorry about that. So, going back to the draft, right? First night of the draft, to give you a little bit of uh, a perspective of my situation. I feel like rapping now ever since I listened to Tupac. I, ever since my situation, my adoration, my, my stipulation, my condemnation. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> but anyways... With my situation, with um, with the first round, I had literally fallen on the floor in disgust as the Dallas Cowboys had drafted Micah Parsons. <clears throat> fallen in disgust, was disgusted, was ashamed. I was like, I, I don't like this. I don't like Micah Parsons. That night, I'll get into that in a little bit, right? Then what also happened was I had casted day two, second and third rounds, right? First round was Micah Parsons. Second and third rounds were day two because they put two rounds in the second day and in the third day they put in four. They double up, okay? Second and third rounds, I was fine up until the third round where they got Osa Odigizua, Chauncey Golston, and Sean Wright. And we'll get into all those picks in a second. I was pissed off. I was like, reach, reach, and reach. Don't like Micah. As I look back and as I reflect today, Dallas had a good draft. Dallas had a good draft. I don't know. I don't know what else you want me to say. They had a good draft. They did exactly what they needed to do. Listen, listen. It's not what I would have done. In fact, it's definitely not what I would have done. I would probably would have drafted JOK in the second round. I probably would have drafted Rashawn Slater in the first. I probably would have tried to find a corner in a feed two, feed two Melifano in the third. That actually sounds pretty damn good. But that's not what happened. Cowboys got Micah Parsons, Osa, Osa, Odigizua, Chauncey Golston, and Rashawn Wright. Players that I vehemently disagreed with that night, but as I slept on it, as I 
had some people talk me down. 24, calm down. 24, calm down. I'm down 24. I was like, man, that's, that's a pretty good draft. Let me explain why. It's not just because I'm a Cowboy fan, because I was, I was ready. I was ready. I was fired up. I was fired up. I was hot and bothered. I was like, I'm about to go in and destroy the Dallas Cowboys. And then I was like, reel it in. Don't need to. As I stand here today, I'm like, I'm here to tell you I'm not going to destroy the Cowboys. Do you want to know why? Because they had a good draft, man. Let me explain why. First and foremost, let me explain with the Micah Parsons pick. We'll figure out what's going on with him off the field in a couple of months. Right now, I'm just going to evaluate him as the player. We've already discussed what's going on with him. I believe the victim in this case. I don't know. Like Jane Slater said, Jane Slater doesn't even do her research. Do your own research, Jane. Jesus Christ. She's like, you know, we heard that the charges were dropped. So, you know, how do you feel about being vindicated? It's like, Jane, the charges ha weren't dropped because the charges were never filed. It's a lawsuit. Get Know your facts before you, you come at me, little goof. But it was a lawsuit. It wasn't that he was being charged formally by the police. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about, but she's got to get her act together. Disgrace to journalism. I haven't talked about Jane Slater in, like, months. But it's, like, the first time I talk talk about her she's trying to cover something that she has no idea about she probably looked up on her phone and was like oh i, I, I don't know what this is but um <clears throat> again we'll talk about that in a couple of months i don't really know what's going on i don't know the court filings i don't know if the lawsuit has actually been dismissed let me actually just google it first it's like what like i i mean we're this is the 21st century i can literally google micah parsons's case micah parsons Lawsuit. Ba, 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 ba. <coughs> I'll just type in dropped. It's just, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about because literally it's like everything. Like, I, I don't get what the fuck. Like, Jane Slater is such a bad journalist. Holy shit, man. Like, literally, <coughs> literally. As far as I know, none of this has been dropped. Hold on, no, 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 no. Great. I was reading the Dallas, the Dallas Morning News. Shout out, shout, big fucking shout out. One of the main newspapers that I read. I read your articles all, all the time. Shout, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. Jesus Christ, my frames are dropping right now on OBS. Big shout out to the Dallas Morning News. I read their... Can I, like... I gotta fucking decrease what... Can I look up the drop on my phone? Because, like, my computer is, like... Trying to fucking do laps right now. And I don't know how it's affecting OBS, so... Like, OBS isn't talking about... Or isn't, like, dropping massive frames, but, like... <clears throat> every single time I look something up, it's, like... It just, it's just, it fucking, it's taxing on my machine. So I'm like, I'm trying to like not have it die on me. Let me go to the picks. But it's like the NFL Network's is, draft is just terrible. Not draft, but it's like, it's, um, it's fucking, it's fucking like sight is so like taxing on a machine that it's like, I can't run it forever. So yeah, I got it. I got it on my, can I like, 
Select the fucking team? Okay, yeah. Their their site on my phone is like way worse than my site than the site on their computer, but I'll use the site on my phone anyways. Yeah, my machine is like running on like super horsepower right now because of like how fucking the spaghetti ass code on like fucking on like yeah, I mean that did it. Like my machine's kinda like getting back to normal. But it's like the spaghetti ass code on like fucking their um their dumbass site is like what's causing all these like hiccups right now for my machine i apologize if like the audio isn't like 100 can i like fucking select my goddamn i, I the site the site on my phone is like giving me a fucking like god i hate this oh my god jesus christ man this is so frustrating it's it's a pain in the ass on my phone. Let me let me um let me read the Michael Par Parsons article. Okay, cool. Let me go to the Cowboys on my phone. Okay, cool. I got it. So let me read you part of the Michael Parsons article. Shout out to once again the Dallas Morning News. <clears throat> and I think this is maybe the article that I read. This is like the day after. Um, it was written, it's, it was written or not written, excuse me. This was the day after Michael Parsons got drafted. It's written by, um, ba -ba 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 -ba, Cal Calvin Watkins, the Cowboy, here he is. The Calvins, uh, oh my God, the Cowboys, excuse me, expressed no concern about any character issues with first round pick Micah Parsons in 2018. Parsons was involved in a fight with a teammate at Penn State, roll it native Isaiah Humphreys, who eventually transferred to Cal. It's not the entirety of the lawsuit. It's also that he, and, and I can talk about it on my podcast, it's also that him and a bunch of other people allegedly had stuck their dicks in one of their teammates or multiple teammates' butts and essentially simulated ejaculation. It's not just like fucking strangling that everybody wants to be like he was just a kid. Like I remember somebody saying he was just a kid. It doesn't really matter. It's like, shut the fuck up. He wasn't a kid. He was 19 years old. Goodness gracious. He's 21 now. He's 21, bro. God. Humphreys filed. <clears throat> this is the guy that's being, you know, that's that's suing Micah Parsons. Humphreys filed a, a civil lawsuit against Penn State accusing Parsons of participating in hazing incidents. Parsons was not named as a defendant. Okay, then. Mm, I think he was. I actually think he was. At least in the article that I was reading. There's nothing pending against me. There kind of is. Parsons said on the allegations, there's nothing I would lie about. Mm, there's some shit I would lie about. I, I mean, there's nothing you would fucking lie about. That's bullshit. Everything was dropped and all that type of stuff. That's bullshit. They were false allegations. We don't know that yet. I never got to speak on my name because it was hard to say that while you're in the process. But none of it, but obviously, hold on. It continues for to say, but obviously they did their background. They know I'm not a character concern at all. This coming from the team that also um, got Greg Hardy as well. The Cowboys conduct extensive... Okay, so this is nothing, right? This is nothing? Oh, no, 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 no. The article still continues forward. Is there anything? Wow, that was garbage. I love the Dallas Morning News, but this is, this is not the article that I read, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know about any 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 of these cases being dropped. Like, I don't know what Jane Slater is fucking talking about. I'm going to have to go on her Twitter. Oh my God. Hold on. Let me, 
me see if she actually tweeted something out within the last like couple of days about any of these cases being dropped. And it's like she probably did not fucking link anything as well because nobody links anything fucking ever. <clears throat> Let's see it. Let me fucking take a knee. All this to like, I'm trying to vet everything. I'm trying to like make sure that everything is like on the 100. Ah, <sighs> ba 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 ba. Trying to find anything. Hold on. Ba 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 ba. Is there anything? Is there anything on her Twitter? I'm like reading like. <clears throat> I'm trying to like read if. Hold on. Just like skimming through her like Twitter. Yeah, she hasn't like. She hasn't like fucking tweeted anything about him like <clears throat> about him like about anything hold on I don't I don't get it Trying to find it. I'm like, I'm like literally on April 30th and it's like, she's just tweeting about like all the things Micah Parsons loves to do. And she's like, I asked what stood out about Micah Parsons on the one zoom they had with him. Mike McCarthy said he wasn't on the call. And it's just like, she keeps on like, she keeps on talking about it. Here we go. Asked about character allegations ahead of the draft. Says they were dropped. Adds, not sure my man right here would invest in me if it wasn't someone he could trust. Uh, he's referring to Jerry Jones, which it's like, again, Jerry has a long track record of investing in players that have done bad shit in the past. So, again, Greg Hardy. <sighs> and nothing. Yeah, I mean... I was talking about it with my sister today. I was like, literally like 90% of what I do usually leads to like no fucking information like at all from like anyone. <clears throat> I don't know. All right. Fucking out of that shithole. So I'm like, I like now I have to go back to my phone God, that took like 14 minutes to not find anything. As I go back to my phone, and as I kind of like circle back and swing back to literally everything that I was talking about, I was talking about the Dallas Cowboys, and I was giving them, and I was analyzing their draft, right? And I started off with Micah Parsons, right? And again, we'll dress like everything off the field and things of that nature. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm not like I, I, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know what's going on with 
Um, I kind of believe the, not kind of, I do believe the victim's story, the alleged victim, because the case is still ongoing. And again, as far as I know, the case hasn't been dropped yet. I'm pretty sure it would be headline news in Dallas if that was the case. Also surprised that nobody in Dallas has like actually looked it up to make sure that what Michael Parsons said is legitimate or not. I'm just saying, but you know, it is what it is. But we're, we're going to address this on the field play as well because I have my own issues with Micah Parsons, the person as well, and how he addressed those allegations. But <clears throat> Micah Parsons is one of the best linebackers in this year's draft. I had Jeremiah Wusukor-Moa as well. By the by, apparently the reason why Wusukor-Moa had fallen to like the second round was because of a heart condition or a heart problem or whatever. He got it checked out. Um, people knew that it was or, or people thought that it wasn't an issue or whatever but people still let him fall to the second round all right um and uh, that's why he fell to the second round right so jeremiah usukormo was my first overall you know selection when it comes to uh linebackers and then it would be micah parsons so i wasn't like super super like i wasn't like super stoked on it that night because i was like i feel like jok is better However, um, Micah Parsons is a athletic fucking monster of a football player, and he will help the Cowboys when it comes to rushing the passer off of blitzes, but not, like, hands in the dirt. Like, everybody – my problem with, like, everybody talking about Micah Parsons as this, like, pass rusher, and still kind of as well, is um, he's not a pass rusher in the traditional sense of, like, yeah, like, he can be a hand-in-the-dirt type of guy – in like a 3-4 scheme or a 4-3 scheme. It's like he can't be. He can't be a hand or even a two in a two-point stance on, on ball, right? We'll just say an on-ball pass rusher, right? That's, that's not who he is. That's not what he did at, at um, Penn State. I get it. Some people are going to say, well, he did it in college. And it's like, well, guess what? Fucking the NFL is not, co- not, not college, excuse me, but not high school. Like I... Like, I'm like, whenever people are like, he did it in college, he could do it in the pros. It's like, no, he can't. It's freaking, you're, you're literally dealing with children versus when you're literally dealing with grown-ass men. He can't fucking do it the same way or have the same ease as he did in fucking high school. Regardless. He can blitz from the mic position. He can also... Um, he can be a blitzer more specifically, and he can be an effective blitzer at that, which is where I would think his, his strength would lie when it comes to pass rushing. But when it comes to on ball, it's like, fuck no, he can't be a pass rusher. What the fuck are people talking about? Never seen it ever at Penn State. But he is a dominant run stuffer as well, which is where a lot of his value comes from and where a lot of the value in this draft comes from. Now, when it comes to Dan Quinn and the Dallas Cowboys defense, I wasn't surprised that what they were doing was essentially they were saying, yeah, we're going to get all of these players that are going to help us be better on defense because that's kind of what they wanted to do anyways, right? Micah Parsons is one of those football players. He is one of those guys that Dallas was like, cool, we're going to get him so that way he can help us be better on defense. And if we're better on defense, we can more likely or not, we can more likely than not, excuse me, win a bunch of football games. And that was their plan, and they're executing it to the fullest extent that they can possibly execute it to. And that's where they'll kind of continue forward from there. They'll continue getting players that will help out their defense. And that's what they did with Micah, right, and among other players. So Micah is a dominant run-stuffing 
linebacker. It's not my first pick. It's not my second pick, actually. I would have still selected Jeremiah Wuzukormoa. Would have selected Rashawn Slater, then JOK. And then I would have also picked up um, Micah Parsons. Again, he's my like, third pick in that situation, in that scenario. But in the case of the Cowboys, they got a dominant run stuffer. Check, potentially an awesome pass rusher when it comes to blitzes. Pat, when it comes to blitzes, not an actual like hand in the dirt, we can rush three or four and Micah will get there. It's like, no, you, you can't do that. You got to rush like five plus. But he will be a better blitzer than Jalen Smith, for example. So, yeah, um, that was a good pick overall. Would have been a great if it was JOK or Rashawn, but, you know, it is what it is. Then what they also did was they got my guy out of – I was about to – North Carolina? I was about to say North Carolina State. North Carolina, the Tar Heels, blue and white, whatever their colors are. They got – no, 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 no. They wear blue and white, but it's a different shade, and it's not out of North Carolina. I, like it's, it's the University of Kentucky's Calvin Joseph. He was one of my top corners in this year's draft. I adored him. Um, I was watching a little bit of uh, Kentucky versus Alabama today, and Kentucky's defense, I mean, the players that the Dallas Cowboys got, they gave Alabama's guys a run for their money, especially Calvin Joseph against Devontae Smith. Gave Devontae a run for his money, as well as Quentin uh, Bohana as well. We'll talk about him a little bit later. But Kelvin Joseph was an awesome football player in college. He ran like a 4-3-40, a 4-3-4-40, which is insane to me. He's an awesome corner. Uh, like, I don't like I don't know necessarily about the character concerns and issues and stuff like that. We'll kind of closely monitor that. But I don't really, like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Some guys, they have issues in college that they don't have in the pro scene and things of that nature. But I do think, for example, that it will be very, very important to, uh, to monitor Kelvin Joseph in his first year as a professional and things of that nature. But I'm not like as concerned with the character concerns, quote-unquote, with Kelvin Joseph as I am with Micah Parsons, if you want like my honest opinion about it. like I love how like I was reading this article from the DallasCowboys.com this morning. And they were talking about, like, major character concerns. I have major character concerns about um, about freaking Kelvin Joseph. And it's like, what? Like, you don't have character concerns with Micah Parsons? Like, everybody was like, man. Like, like I remember, like, Mickey Spagnola was talking about it. And he's like, what, what was the article? Let me pull it up. Because this was, like, the most ridiculous thing I've ever read in my entire life. Where Mickey Spagnola is talking about, like, he has character concerns with, with um, what's his name? Uh, with Kelvin Joseph and how it's like, you can't invest a second-round draft pick in a one of these players, right? And it's just like, like, what? Where is it? Where's the article? It's like somewhere. Uh, where is it? I'm trying to find the article that I was reading this morning. Here it is. Is it? Yep. Here we go. My computer is running super slow. Oh, my God. Stephen Jones just said uh, – Stephen Jones was quoted that our intentions are to keep Leighton around for the next keep – keep Leighton around here for the next four or five years. Why? He's not as good as your other players. Anyways, um, this is like – the Mickey Spagnola quote. The quote is, "No doubt, second, uh, and this is um, the uh, the guy that he's not sure about in the draft. 
no doubt second rounder Kelvin Joseph. He gets run off by LSU and then transfers to, transfers to Kentucky. Probably a first round talent. Not probably is. Uh, character issues drops him into the second into the second. And my second round pick can't have character issues if I have designs of the corner becoming a step in starter. And it's like, dude, like, literally look at Micah Parsons. Like, what? Like, hello? Like, like I don't like I don't get it. Like. People are, are, like, playing cognitive dissonance. Like, people are, like, like, like he can't be a second-rounder if he's supposed to be a second-step-in starter. It's like, dude, like, Micah Parsons is going to be a, a step-in starter, and he was your first-round draft pick. Like, what are you talking about? That's... But anyways, um, Calvin Joseph, I'm not as worried as I am about, um, about Micah because – Calvin Joseph didn't allegedly potentially rape somebody and choke somebody out. So um, I'm not as like worried, for example, about Calvin Joseph as I am about Micah Parsons. And we'll kind of see about Micah Parsons. But um, yeah, Calvin Joseph, great pickup. I thought he was a first round wide receiver. I mean, I was surprised that he fell all the way to the second round. Hold on. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Jerry Jones was talking about the Canelo fight, I think, at AT&T Stadium. I'm not really sure. It's also on the Cowboys Twitter page. Um, anyway, sorry about that. But um, Calvin Joseph, to me, was a steal in the second. He was a first-round wide receiver. Or not wide receiver, but corner. Awesome football player. Now you're kind of getting to the bat of the draft, right? Osa, Osa Odigizua, Chauncey Golson, and Nashawn Wright, right? So the way that it was explained to me when it comes to the Cowboys and Dan Quinn is that they're going to run some type of a 4-3. Or not 4-3, a 3-4. Everybody thought that there was going to be some type of uh, reversion to a 4-3. Dan Quinn said in his press conference, nah, -uh, it will be a 3-4, not a 4-3 defense. Right? So let's say you're Dallas. And I was thinking about it this today. And, I, and when I saw their draft, I was like, oh, that makes sense. When it comes to their draft, right, Dallas has a lot of different options at nose tackle, right? And also defensive tackle as well, which was easily their one of their weakest positions last year. They made it one of their strengths in, in this draft, right? So Osa Digizua is a defensive tackle out of UCLA who can play both positions. And he's like 280 pounds, and he can play the one technique where you're two-gapping and you're trying to get past two guys, and the three technique where you're by yourself and you're pass rushing. He did both at UCLA. I saw it today. I was like, oh, yeah, he can do it. Um, he's, he is undersized, but he's great with his hands, and he knows how to use leverage and how to you know move people because of, of his wrestling background. I think he was like a state champion uh, wherever he was from. I don't know where, but he was a state champion there as a wrestler. Shout out to Osa Digizua. So he could potentially be a three technique, a one technique. He could be a very, very versatile defensive tackle. Now, Chauncey Golston, the defensive end out of Iowa, is – Another interesting player because he is a running, uh, a run-stopping defensive end, right? So a lot of people criticize him for his pass rush, but the reality is Dallas got him for depth at the defensive end position and to help out when it comes not to the pass rush specifically, but to, for example, the, um, the, the run-stuffing of whatever team that Dallas is playing up against. So, for example, and also I want to mention another player, by name. His name is Quentin Bohana. He is a defensive tackle out of Kentucky. He was drafted in the sixth round. I know we're going from the third round to the sixth. Bear with me on this. So, Quentin Bohana out of 
University of Kentucky, Osa Digizua, and Chauncey Golston, right? Those are some of the players. Those are some of the defensive linemen that Dallas got uh, day two and day three, right? In the case of Osa Digizua and Quincy, not Quincy, Quentin Bohana, right? Those two guys are going to essentially be your one techniques. Osa is going to be your three technique, right? So let's say Dallas, and I thought of this scenario you know, ahead of time. Let's say Dallas is going up against the Giants. We know that the Giants love to run the football. It's first and 10 at the Giants' 25-yard line, right? Giants love to run the football. Dallas is in a 3-4 defensive scheme. Dallas is going to rush out there. Quentin Bohana, Osa Digizua, and Neville Gallimore, more likely than not, because he's a better run stuffer than Tristan Hill. And then they're going to have, like, Chauncey Golston and Demarcus Lawrence and in their backfield, not in their backfield, but like to help with run stuffing, it's going to be like Leighton Vander Esch and Micah Parsons. And then boom, that's your front seven, right? That's how your defense is probably going to play. And maybe Jalen will sub in for Micah and he'll take some snaps, but Jalen's probably not starting because Jalen Smith isn't a very good football player, right? So that's essentially how Dallas's defense is going to work, right? Osa Digizua will come in with Quentin, uh, Quentin Bohana, and they'll essentially play run-stuffing defensive tackles to help make sure that the excuse of, well, the linebackers can't get off the blocks that the defensive tackles don't set up and maybe don't run into the center, Jalen, uh, and maybe try to put yourself in better situations and positions instead of just running into people all the time. Maybe you wouldn't necessarily be able to get off your blocks. I'm just saying. Just saying. But, um, and then on top of that, right, let's say it's a third down, right? Let's say Dallas is in a third down situation. This is where Dallas's fourth round draft pick, Jabril Cox, who I was like shocked and surprised that he went in the fourth round to Dallas. I was like, somebody's going to steal him. Nobody did. And he was in the fourth round and he's an awesome football player. And everybody is like, I don't understand why Dallas got... A, a, a linebacker in the fourth round when they already have Leighton and Jalen and Micah. It's because Jabril Cox is easily the best coverage linebacker in this year's draft. That's why they got him, right? People don't know what they're talking about. People just see linebacker and then they're like, Dallas got four line." Then on top of that, you also need like five or six, okay? Uh, like really, really good linebackers because the reality of the situation is you're going to need like like some of these linebackers are going to sub in for other linebackers. And to be honest with you, you want versatile linebackers on your football team. You want guys to be able to stop the run. You want guys to be able to drop back into coverage. You also want guys that can also rush the passer. You want them to, like this is one of the most versatile fucking positions on the defense. And it's not just about stuffing the run like every other just I mean, I don't even know who says these dumbass things, but you don't want to just have a linebacker that can stuff the run. Again, one of the most versatile positions on the defense. It's not just about stuffing the run. There's so much more that the linebacker position can do. And when you look at what Dallas did this year, they got a whole bunch of different players, especially at linebacker, that can do a whole bunch of different shit. So, taking the same example, on third and 10 against the Giants, for example, you know they're going to pass, right? So you're not going to send out your run-stuffing package against a pass, a, a, a team, excuse me, that's about to pass. You're not going to send out guys that can't, you know, get up into the backfield and try and sack the quarterback, right? What you're going to do is you're probably, instead of uh, Quentin Bohana being your nose tackle, you're going to switch it up. 
Now it's the better pass rushing nose tackle one technique Osa Odigizua. Now in at nose tackle, Neville Gallimore, Tristan Hill are now playing as your defensive tackles as well. Instead of Chauncey Golston as your run-stuffing defensive end on the left side of the football field, now you sub in Randy Gregory. And then on the right side, it's Demarcus Lawrence. And then you can take, for example, off Leighton Van Resch. And then you can say, if we're going to pass rush, we're going to then going to bring in Jalen to help out with that pass rush. If we're going to go out with an all-out blitz and we're just going to have people cover. And then if you're going to blitz, for example, with Jalen, you can have Jabril Cox play in coverage, right? You can sub him in for Micah. Or you can just say, Micah, because you're the better pass rusher, we're going to sub you, we're going to keep you in, we're going to sub in Jabril, you're going to play strong side, um, Jabril's going to play weak side, and Jabril's just going to cover the running back or the tight end or whoever's going to be lined up on the weak side, and, we're, and that's how we're just going to play football, all right? Or we're going to have some type of different coverage concept where we may not necessarily be as much of a pass rushing defense, but more of a pa but more of a in coverage defense, right? There's a lot of different stuff that you can do if you're Dallas, and then on top of that, you can do some really really fun crap with, for example, Donovan uh, Donovan Wilson. I haven't even mentioned him yet. You can do a whole bunch of dumb, uh, 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 excuse me, awesome crap with him, and because Keanu Neal is supposed to play linebacker, you can do some really really fun stuff with that. Like the point of the defense this year is essentially supposed to be. Very, very hard to read and understand and things of that nature. And that's exactly what they did in this year's draft. They addressed a lot of their needs when it comes to the football team. And they got a lot of their football players. Now, do I like that they got Oso Adigizua and Chauncey Golston in the in the third round? Absolutely not. I don't like that they did. But I understand that they why they did. Because they only had two third, fourth round draft picks, right? More likely than not, they probably couldn't have gotten both. In the, in the fourth round, they probably could have only have gotten one, right? But also, like, if they just drafted better, they, to be honest with you, probably could have gotten one. They could have gotten everybody that they could have had. I, like, I don't want to get into it, right? But, like, overall, they got Quinton Bohana. They got Osa Digizua. They got Chanchi Golsa. Like, I like their draft. I like, like, I like, they went in with a plan, and they said, we're going to help out our running game. We're going to focus on addressing that first. And then we're going to go off, and then we're going to get players to help in our passing game later on. And to be honest with you, their running game sucked balls last year, but coverage is way more important. So I understand the dichotomy of it. I understand them being like, no, we're not going to get a, um, a like, we're not going to get guys that can help us in coverage. But they also did get a guys that, they, that, that, that can help us in coverage, right? They got a lot of players, man. I'm not as salty about so like some people are talking about it like it's an F. It's like it's not an F. They got good players, bro, to help in the run game. The only issue that I have is once again they reached for a lot of players. I don't like the Micah Parsons selection. And I don't know what the fuck Nashawn Wright was was. Apparently, Nashawn Wright was a Dan Quinn decision. He wanted Dan this is why coaches shouldn't select players. Uh Dan Quinn had wanted Nashawn Wright, which Dane Brugler, I was watching the um, the Dallas Cowboys live stream. He essentially said, yeah, like, bro, like, you could have gotten this guy in the seventh round. So they took a seventh rounder in the third round. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Never, ever, 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 ever do that ever again. That was terrible. And it's like, you probably could have had Baron Browning and Jabril Cox. And then it's like, boom, Jalen and Leighton are never playing ever again because literally you have better football players. And essentially what's going to happen is uh, Shannon Sharp was talking about it today. He was like, listen, guys, 
You know, listen, Dallas Cowboys. You Dallas Cowboy players that sucked on defense last year. You've gone through three defensive coordinators in three years: Rod Marinelli slash Chris Richard, Mike Nolan, and now Dan Quinn. You can't figure it out. It's not the DCs. It's you guys. It's your fault, right? So now Dallas's defense, Dallas defensive coordinator, they're like, listen, we're not gonna wait around to see if these guys can figure this shit out. Last year, there was a report that essentially the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff had favored the new players that they brought in from free agency and from the draft into the organization. They favored those players more than the players that were already established there. Well, guess what? It's probably going to happen again because these players are significantly player better excuse me, than the players that are already there. So with that being said, I think it was a good draft. I think it was a good draft. Um, there's other players like Simi Fahoko who could potentially be a special teamer. Big target for Dak Prescott, who I like. Josh Ball, accused of, like, domestic violence. Not accused. Um, he is. Like, he's, uh, like, I don't, I don't know the proper legal terminology, but, I mean, he did have, apparently in his freshman year at, like, I think Florida State or something like that. I don't, I don't remember. But it, it was a school in Tallahassee. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not only up and up. But it's like Josh Ball out of Marshall got into domestic violence, a, a, a domestic violence. I don't even know if incident is the right term i mean he like committed domestic domestic violence against one of his ex-girlfriends essentially they settled it in court or out of court where essentially he can't say whether or not he's guilty or not which is a weird part of the the thing right and i think he has to like stay away from the girl as well again i'm not on the up and up on these legal things right so um in the case of in the case of uh, Josh Ball, I mean, again, we'll kind of see what happens with him as well. Um, Israel Mukaman, uh, Mu, Muka, I, I don't know how to say his name. Israel, he's, he's the other cornerback out of South Carolina that played opposite of J.C. Horn. Him, he could potentially be in a safety. And the same thing goes with, with Nishan Wright out of Oregon State. Essentially, both of them are free safety contenders and i don't know why like when you watch nishan right he is super fucking skinny he's like 180 pounds and he's like six foot four it's like super frail and super skinny as a safety got some problems with that but uh if he can bulk up if he can get big if he can learn the playbook i mean a lot of these players some of these players at the very least sound like guys that could potentially be safeties but while transitioning from cornerback to safety and then on top of that, um, they could also just be special teamers as well. That's the reality of the situation. So overall, a pretty good draft by Dallas. Um, there's a lot of holes in it, and there's a lot of if this doesn't work out, like if Osa Digizua doesn't work out, if Chauncey Golson doesn't work out, if Quincy um, or Quentin, excuse me, Bohana doesn't work out, then you got fucking problems. However, again, I did see the University of Tuck Kentucky, excuse me, versus Alabama, and I was like, wow, the University of Kentucky sure is beating the shit out of Alabama. And when it comes to like that, I was like, I was kind of surprised. I was like, wow, like this is actually kind of a good thing for the University of Kentucky. Like maybe not for the University of Kentucky, excuse me. This is a good thing for the Dallas Cowboys because the two standout players are or were in the Alabama game. They were Quinton Bohana and Calvin Joseph, right? Nine, five and one, right? You look at you know, that game again, it's like all, again, like you, the university, it was Alabama. Like they got destroyed, but it's like their best plays came from nine, five and number one. It was an awesome game to be a Dallas Cowboy. 
watching Lakers versus Denver, Nikola Jokic is fucking pissed off because he just got an offensive foul against Andre Gold. Uh, oh, Andre Drummond. And Andre Drummond had flopped. And Nikola Jokic, who's been getting absolutely brutalized by like the majority of the NFL or the NBA, uh, just gets brutalized. Refs don't call it. The refs are a joke. I mean, they're a fucking joke in the NBA. I hate, I, I mean, uh, not, not just, in, I always say like the refs are a joke in the NFL, but I mean, when it comes to Nikola Jokic, I don't get, I don't get that shit at all. I don't get that shit at all. Uh, you know, it is what it is. But um, anyways, it's like 54, 54. LeBron's not playing again tonight. I think it's because he's hurt or whatever. Sorry about that. Anyways, um, yeah, good draft overall by the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's get a little bit controversial. Let's go with a bad draft. Oh, this is easy. This is an easy one. Let's start with the Colts here. Some people are praising it up for the Colts. I'm not praising it up for the Colts. I think they had a bad draft. Let me take a swig of my water first and foremost. Some people want to clap it up. I'm not going to clap it up. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to clap them down. That's what I'm going to do. Let me pull up the Colts. <clears throat> Colts had a bad draft. Let me show you why. Right? So as my phone takes forever to load. My phone is like literally burning processor as well. It's like it's weird how much these badass, not badasses in, badass, man, that's so badass, but badasses in, that is some bad I mean, I can't even phrase it. I should have just said bad. Not badass, but just bad. But like these bad fucking sites, like the NFL Network and the Dallas Cowboys site, they they all run on the same terrible spaghetti code. I got to sit down. Same boring spaghetti code that somebody like built the bones of. And it's like, it's a site from like 1985. That looks like a modern ass NFL. That not an NFL, but like looks like a modern website. But again, it runs like it's out of 1985, so it sucks, right? So in the case of the uh, the Colts, right? Some people are gonna say, "But 24, why do the Colts have such a bad draft in your eyes?" Well, here's the reason why. First and foremost, right? They needed a left tackle. They needed a left tackle. Their most recent left tackle retired. They literally had one sitting there. They did not get one. In the case of the Dallas Cowboys, did they need an offensive line in, in Rashawn Slater? No, not really. Like, they, they could have gotten him. They didn't need to. I mean, they, they didn't get him, and I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, I get it. I, I like I like that they, you know, that they got the players that they got, right? Like, that's, like, like that's kind of the reality of the situation, right? Now, in the case of the Colts, they need a fucking left tackle. They're in a very, very complicated, they're in a very, very, like, maybe not complicated, but they're in a very, very hard and complex division to play in, right? They don't have time to be like, oh, yeah, we don't need a, we don't need a fucking, you know, a left tackle or whatever. But, you know, they pass on a left tackle and they got Quiddy Pay, right? So that way he can become a better pass rusher for them or a, a pass rusher for them, first and foremost, right? Oh, God. Quiddy Pay is not a dominant pass rusher. He is more of a run stopper, stuffer, excuse me, than a pass rusher, right? That's the first misconception about Quiddy Pay. Second of all, um, with the Colts, at like, 
like I mean, technically he would be. I guess he. I guess he fits in the scheme, or when it comes to the Colts, because it's like they're going up against Derrick Henry twice a year. So I guess it makes sense. But still, it's like the best player to me, like by far and away, and it's like not even fucking close. Is like Tevin Jenkins or Christian Derrishaw, whoever was available at that point in time. It was like, or even you could have drafted. I mean, technically they already have a center, but it's like, like maybe not Landon Dickerson, but it's like. It fucking blows my mind that they did not fucking get fucking a left tackle for Carson Wentz. Now it's like I got to hear people be like, well, Carson Wentz doesn't have a left tackle. He doesn't have a left tackle. So that means that he can't play the sport of football, right? I don't want to hear that. I'm so done with hearing the Carson Wentz excuses. Like, Like, I really am. I wanted this year to... For him to essentially have no more excuses and for him to suck, so that way I can laugh at everybody's face and be like, "Ha ha, he sucked." I told you. But now it looks like he may or may not have those excuses back. I'm not really sure. I don't know. But in the case of like the Colts, right? Quitty pay at 21 to me is a reach. It's a bad pick because obviously they could have had. A, um, they could have had fucking, they could have had Tevin Jenkins over Quiddy Pay. They could, I'm, fuck, man. They could have had Aziz Ojolari who fell all the way to the Giants in the second round. And I was just like, what the fuck is up with that? And it's like, you always hear, like, the Colts having this, like, really, really awesome, like, front office. And then I, I just did not see it at all in this year's draft. And there were so many times where I was just like, this should be your pick. This should be your guy, and then they don't pick him. And then I was like, this should be your pick. This should be your guy, and then they don't pick him. And I'm just like, like, F, you fail. Bad draft. Quitty pay at one is a bad pick. Get a left tackle. Then they get Deo, excuse me, Deo Odenbo, a defensive end out of Vanderbilt in the second round, and I'm fucking losing it. Losing it. Because fucking literally Jeremiah Wusukoromo is staring you right in the face. And they just, they don't go with JOK. They go with Deo Adenbo. I'm just like, JOK, I think was there. Should have and could have gotten him. What about a number two corner? Because last time I checked, you guys, your cornerback depth isn't very good. A Fitu Melifanu. Was there and he can really really help out for example a guy in Xavier Rhodes had a good season last season and he can really really help you out I'm just I'm just fucking saying instead they get Deo Odenbo and then they don't have a third round draft pick for some weird reason I think it was the Carson Wentz trade and then they got a tight end out of Southern Methodist Kylan Granson and then it's just all downhill from there they got Sean Davis a free safety I think out of Florida. But it just wasn't a good draft. Nothing. I mean, like, what can they do with their first? Uh, like, some people are going to tell me, like, 24, Deo Odembo and Quiddy Pay can start. But it's like, are they going to be good starters? And or are they going to be better starters than JOK and Tevin Jenkins? Okay. Case in point. Right. So, yeah, like, I mean... Didn't get Carson Wentz any help at left tackle. No idea who his left tackle is. Pray to Jesus that it's not somebody terrible. 
And then on top of that, like, they tried to address defensive end. I mean, like, it's, it's like fucking head smashing to me. It's like, oh, man. It, it's so disappointing. I, 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 I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. But, I mean, their first and second draft picks were just not positions of need to me, and they got positions of need. They got those. They got like two edge rushers, and I was just like, and some people are gonna say, well, well, they need this edge rusher or whatever, or blah 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 blah. And it's like, talk to me when Carson Wentz is on his ass like twice a year, not twice a year, but like twice a game, because he's just been knocked down and or sacked, and then the ball came out because he has terrible ball security as well for a quarterback, which is ridiculous. Oh God. Jesus Christ, Deo Dembo, Quiddy Pay. And we'll see. And we'll see. Let's move on to a great draft here. Not a good one, a great draft. Let's move on to a team that I did not expect at all would have a great draft. I'm not going to lie to you. I was kind of surprised. I was like, wow, like that team had a great draft? I can't believe it. Detroit. I've been on Detroit for a little. I've been on. I've been on Detroit for a hot minute. I've been talking some shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. And it's like Detroit. They had a great draft. They got a lot of positions of need. Some people are gonna be like, they didn't need this position. They didn't need that position. Twenty four. Blah 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 blah. And it's like the reality is they got a lot of awesome players, bro. It's like the literal direct opposite of like the Colts draft where they got like two bad first round where their first round selections, first and second round selections I completely disagree with. But then it's like I look at the Colts and I'm not the Colts, the Lions and I'm like, "Whoa. That's money right there. First and foremost, they got Panea Sewell, right? Best left tackle in the draft. Then they continue forward with getting Levi Onzuriki as well, right? One of the best, if not the best, offensive tackles in this class. That's a fucking home run right there. Then they continued forward with getting my guy, Lee McNeil, out of North Carolina State, right? Then, boom, you're fucking hitting a grand slam. And then to top it all off in the third round and in the fourth round, they get a Fiatu, Melifanu, and then a Mon Ross St. Brown. And then I'm like, holy shit, is that a good draft? And then they also, just for good measure, they also get Derek Barnes as well. They had a really, really awesome draft. I was like, that is a solid top-tier draft. To get a Fitu Melifanu in the third, and also Amon Ross St. Brown, you didn't necessarily directly address certain positions all over the football field, but a Fitu Melifanu should be a good number two for Jeff Akuda, and then Amon Ross St. Brown should be like on the lower end of your wide receiving core. You didn't address your wide receivers, but hey, that's okay. You'll be able to get a lot more chances to address it later on because the reality of the situation is the Lions are going to lose a lot more football games in the last in the next year. I kind of hate this narrative and I want to dispel this narrative right now cuz I keep hearing like Lions media members say like I'm not worried about getting a quarterback. I can get a quarterback whenever I want to. And it's like, dude, like if you could then you wouldn't have waited like 60 years to get Matt Stafford. Like come on. Like let's be intelligent here. Okay? Quarterbacks are a lot harder to get than people suspect they are, right? 
And my issue is whenever people just don't do their fucking homework. It's like, listen, guys, like, despite what the last two seasons, when it comes to the offseason and the draft, has essentially told us, there is not going to be five fucking quarterbacks that are going to be able to be taken in the top, like, ten next year or or three or whatever, however many there were. Like, there is a... Let me unplug my computer. I've been talking about it. There's going to be a drought of quarterbacks in the next year, and it's just, like, it's one of the weirdest aspects when I got to, like, constantly explain it over and over and over again. It's like, dude, like, there's no... Like, I remember people were telling me about certain quarterbacks. Like, the, like somebody was talking to me about the USC quarterback. I was like, dude, check that shit again. I'm like, are you kidding me? As, like, a first-round player? I'm like, I got to see more from that guy. And if you're talking to me about him being a first-round player and or potentially being a um a, a a like a not not just a first rounder excuse me but also like a top tier first round player like in the top 10 i'm like bro you smoking methamphetamines but it's like i keep hearing people from detroit say that say like we can get a quarterback anywhere we want to it's like no you can't if it was that simple if it was that fucking easy then everybody would have had a quarterback in the nfl by now which not everybody does but it's starting to get to that point where it's like a lot of teams do but yeah, like Detroit, great draft. It was one of the best drafts um, in the NFL. Great job on them. By them. Great selection overall. We'll cover some of the other teams later on in the next couple of days. But um, I'm kind of just trying to get through some of these other teams as semi-quickly as I possibly can. The top of my dome, who else had an awesome draft that I really, really like? cover the Jets here and then I'll go into the Patriots as well and then we'll probably end the podcast here so both of these AFC East teams and I'll kind of spoil the Dolphins as well all three AFC uh, all three teams besides the Bills had a great draft like the um the Patriots had a great draft to me which is surprising because usually the Patriots have terrible drafts the Patriots had a great draft to me the the um the Jets had a great draft to me and then the, then the Dolphins had a great draft as well, to me as well. So the reason why I like the Dolphins, not the Dolphins, but the Jets, is that they just had consistent, just high-level value at every single round. They found value in almost every single round. They found great players. They were aggressive. They went after and got certain players that they liked, and they continued to press the heat on certain teams and uh, in their division, and certain teams could, but I mean, the Jets, they just, I mean, first and foremost, they got their quarterback, and that's always going to be a big one. Every single fucking time you can get your quarterback in the draft, it's a big win for you as a football team, because uh, I always, I, like I always say, like, you can't play this sport without a quarterback. Some people are going to say, well, you can't do this, you can't, like, you can't win football games, you can be behind the best offensive line in the NFL. Ask the Dallas Cowboys in 2015, hey, Dallas, can you have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL and uh, a, uh, a running back that runs for like a thousand yards. Can you have all of that and still miss the playoffs? Dallas would say, absolutely. Stop reminding us of it. It's, probably, it's a pretty painful memory. But yeah, like you can have all that crap, lose out. You can have a quarterback without two tackles, make it to the Super Bowl, borderline win it. Shout out to the uh, to the great indomitable Patrick Mahomes. 
So, yeah, you need your quarterback. They got the best, in my opinion, in Zach Wilson out of Brigham Young University. Great job by them. And then on the first round, talking about that aggressiveness, they also went up and they got Elijah Moore or Elijah Vera Tucker. Guard out of USC, but he could potentially play tackle for you. And then the destructive thing is, is that Makai Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker, more likely than not, are going to be lined up on the same football side of the football field. And they're going to dominate whoever comes on that side of their football field. And it's just like, how do we stop Elijah Vera Tucker and Makai Becton? And the truth of the matter is, is that you don't. You don't stop them. All right? That's the reality of the situation. And then, like, the, the more disgusting thing was, I was like, man, if they could potentially get... For example, a a um, a freaking what's his name? A Landon Dickerson in the second round or late in the first. I was like, whoo, whoo, baby, that would be a dangerous, dangerous selection as well. But they'll take protecting Zach Wilson all day, every day, and I'm like, that is fantastic. Elijah Vera Tucker, Zach Wilson got their quarterback and their left guard. First round, second round, Elijah Moore. I had a first round grade on him. He was my best. He To me, he's better than Kadarius Tony because of all of the things that he can do. You pair him up with Denzel Mims as well. And also the, uh, the running back that they got. I'll talk about him in a little bit. But like you pair him up with like Elijah Moore with the guys that you've gotten. And you're like, holy crap, we're cooking with freaking like fire. And Elijah Moore was just, I mean, absolutely spectacular at Ole Miss, man. Fantastic wide receiver for them. Absolutely fantastic. Great football player. Can't wait to see him with with um, with uh, Zach Wilson. And the thing about Elijah Moore is that you can do everything with him. You can put him inside. You can put him in the backfield. You can put him in the slot. You can put him outside. I mean, he is a fantastic wide receiver who knows a shot. Like, he's he's super intelligent as well. Like, that's the weird thing. When you watch, like, Elijah Moore, he knows everything. He Maybe not everything. He knows a lot about the positions that he's playing when it comes to whether he's playing a running back or a slot receiver or, or an outside receiver or, like, just almost in line. Like, almost like, I mean, he's really, really close to, like, the offensive line formation, and he's essentially going to run, like, a seam route. I mean, he knows his stuff, man. He knows his stuff. He's an incredible football player, Elijah Moore. And then kind of, like, rounding out their most important picks, because they also got a bunch of other picks as well that are like, yeah, that's kind of okay. Michael Carter, the running back out of North Carolina, and it was just like, when I saw this day four, I was just like, Wow. The Jets are having a fantastic draft. They absolutely stole a second-round draft pick in Michael Carter, the running back out of North Carolina, to essentially help out their new quarterback, Zach Wilson. And then you're just like, how does this happen one year where they just have an absolute outstanding draft? And then last year, it was just like, it was okay to dreadful. But, I mean, they got their quarterback. They got their left guard. They got one of their main wide receivers. They got their main running back as well, all within the first four rounds of the draft. They didn't even have their third rounders because they traded their third rounders to trade up in the first round to get Elijah Moore or Eliza Vera Tucker, not Elijah Moore. There's two Elijahs on their on their field 
on their side of the football, both spelled differently, interesting enough. I think they're both correct, as weird as they... Weird as that may sound. But the Jets, they fucking killed it. Finally, we'll go with the New England Patriots. As my phone is taking for... It's not my phone. It's not my computer. It's like literally this horrifying sight. It is super duper bad. Patriots. 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 He's coming! Darth Vader has arisen once again from his... Many, many, you know what I was, you know, I was like, Tom Brady's technically Darth Vader. Uh, Bill Belichick is technically the emperor. So I was like, you know what? Mac Jones needs a new alias. He needs a new, you know, a new, I don't want to say anonymity or whatever. Like he needs a new fucking selection. You know what he needs? Let me take a swig. You know what Mac Jones needs? He needs a new character. And you know what? I don't want him to be Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, he's a little bit dorky. He's not my favorite character from the new Star Wars movies. But you know who is one of my new favorite characters? And the new Star Wars TV shows. Kind of walks along a little bit goofy. You don't really see the Mandalorian run around too much. You see him walking around. You see him standing off. More silent. Not necessarily very, very loud and, and boisterous. He's very quiet. Very quiet. Don't want to see him without a suit of armor on. Something's gone wrong if he, if he doesn't have a suit of armor on. And you shouldn't want to look at him with a suit of armor on. You don't want to look at Mac Jones when he, when he isn't wearing his football, his football outfit, his football gear. But the Mandalorian... Dun 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 I hope they is is there gonna be a season three? Oh man, I I mean I know they got something playing with Boba. I know they got something playing with Boba, but I mean the man Dun 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 Will there be a Mandalorian? The Disney is getting a third season. Yes! Yes! Yes, I thought after the second season was over, I, I thought they weren't going to get a second, a third season. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm so excited for the Mandalorian season three. Shout out to the Mandalorian. Shout out to um, the guy that plays him. Who's that guy that plays him? Does a great job. Great job. Pedro Pascal. Shout out to him. Anyways, um, the Mandalorian, Mac Jones, has just touched down. He's carrying baby Yoda, a football, in his right hand. He's got his blaster in his left. Technically, it's the other way around. Blaster in his right hand, baby Yoda in his left. He's ready to shoot down, capture some bounties, collect some credits for the resistance. I cannot wait. The Mandalorian. 
Mac Jones. Ooh, that that already sounds good. <laughs> Mandalorian Mac Jones. What's his name? No, no, no. Cal, I was about to say Cal Kestos, but Cal Kestos is something different. But boy, am I excited for the Mandalorian Mac Jones to come down and touch down and start throwing some touchdowns down there in New England. Anyways, um, first round, absolutely a slam dunk, slam dunk. They got one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. Everybody's down on him because he doesn't run fast. Who cares? He's a quarterback. He's not supposed to run fast. Um, they, uh, the, the Patriots got Mac Jones in absolute steal. First round, easily, easily one of the best players in this year's draft. Everybody wants to talk shit about how, like, let me, like, somebody, hold on. People were talking about his dad bod, and it's like, dude, I don't, I could care less what Mac Jones looks like without a shirt on. Like, everybody's like, Mac Jones is terrible. Mac Jones is terrible. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mac Jones. I'm just going to type in dad bod. Hold on. Dad bod in a Google Images. <laughs> it's not that bad. Like he looks like a fucking quarterback. Holy shit. That's Mac Jones at you at this like Mac Jones was kind of fucking shredded, bro. Mac Jones was really, really fucking shredded at one point. Like he was super skinny. He had a bicep. I don't know what the fuck happened when he got to Alabama. But uh holy shit, it's Mac Jones. Like uh I mean Mac Jones is a big ass dude, man. But Mac Jones is way more athletic than people give him credit for. Despite his uh his 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 beard his beer belly and him smoking a cigar uh, at the SEC championship. He's a great football player, man. Despite how unathletic he is. But let me tell you something. Patriots had a fantastic draft. Patriots had a fantastic fantastic draft with just Mac Jones alone because they got their guy. Because I was like, I'm not really sure about Cam as their guy. Like some people are gonna be like, well, he was injured last season. And he had COVID. And it's like, well, when did he have both? Like, he had, he had, like, like even even when he was playing well, I was like, I'm not really sure about Cam. I don't know how long he can last like this. But when he got, like, COVID, everybody said, like, that's when he had bad games. But he also had bad games at the end of the season. Like, I don't, I don't really get that at all. <coughs> Excuse me. But the Patriots aren't being held hostage. The Patriots also have Mac Jones. Regardless, I said, like, I said it at the beginning of the year. I think, like, like, Cam is done as a starter. We'll kind of see what happens. Uh, he could be a great backup, great mentor. We'll kind of see what happens. But, I mean, Mac Jones is the future, to me at least. Shout out Mac Jones, the Mandalorian. Then you got Christian Barmore in the second round. Stole him. They traded up. Got him. Stole him. Absolute steal. Second round. Great pickup by the uh, the New England Patriots. One of the best pass rushers uh, at defensive tackle in this year's draft. To help supplement out that defensive tackle. And I mean, Christian Barmore's, Barmore, excuse me. Now, that's a big boy. That's a big, 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 big boy. But, I mean, almost as fantastic as Christian Barmore was this absolutely fantastic football player named Ronnie Perkins. When I, I was talking about him, I think, on day three or day two, I was like, holy shit, like the Patriots also stole Ronnie Perkins as well as Christian Barmore, as well as Mackie J. Mackie J. Ronnie Perkins, one of my best pass rushers. I had him as a second-round draft pick. Patriots stole him late in the third. Borderline a fourth-round draft pick. I was crossing my fingers that he was going to fall to the Dallas Cowboys. Billy B said, hell to the no. We're not letting him fall anywhere. We're not going fast. 
He's not going fast. He's coming to New England. First plane right there. Maybe not first class like Mac, Mackie J, but we're going to get him on a plane. He's coming to New England, baby. Coming to New England. Ronnie Perkins. Third round. Great selection. Helping out the edge. Can potentially do a lot of different things for you if you like him. Then they also got another awesome power back to help facilitate that running back room in Ramondre Stevenson. I was like, when they got Ramondre Stevenson, I was like, this is a great draft. They've gotten their quarterback. They've gotten Ramondre Stevenson. They've gotten two pass rushers that are fantastic players that I believe were taken lower than where they actually should have been taken. And then you go in and then you get your quarterback. I got to say it twice. I got to say it thrice. The ladies and gentlemen, the New England Patriots, they got their guy. They got their fucking quarterback. And I mean, this has been a absolutely fantastic offseason. New, uh, New England had the best offseason of, of, of this year. They got Mac Jones. They got edge rushers. They got pass rushers. Then they got the running back, Ramondre Stevenson. They got Jonu Smith. They got Hunter Henry. They got Kendrick Bourne. They got Nelson Aguilar. They got a lot of football players, ladies and gentlemen. And they are loaded. Shout out to the New England Patriots. One of the best off-seasons of recent memory. In the draft, in the off-season, in the... In everywhere, man. Just a dominant performance by the New England Patriots. It's like when Tom Brady won the Super Bowl this year. It was just a domination. Like that, except I'm... Instead of watching it in the Super Bowl, I'm watching it as a... Um, like, instead of watching it for, like, three hours, I'm watching it for, like, three months. <laughs> watching it for, like, three months, man. And then they're on a third-place schedule, I believe. Didn't make it to the playoffs. Yeah, they are. They're playing against the Dallas Cowboys this year. Third-place schedule. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Patriots, man. I'm telling you something, Patriots. There's something, something in the water. Down there in New England. Do you want to know what it is? Greatness. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. I'm pooped. I'm very tired. It's a little bit after midnight, uh, but I, at least I'm not recording it directly at midnight. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you more. Excuse me. I'll see you tomorrow for more breakdowns of the draft coverage, things of that nature. We'll go over other teams, like one of uh, the worst draft in the um, in the draft. Uh, we'll get into that football team. Probably leading the show up tomorrow. I'm not going to tease you anymore. We'll get into that team. We'll also talk about a lot of other football players as well, ladies and gentlemen. Can't wait to get into more draft coverage, more draft stuff. I'm out. 24th Podcast.